just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 128 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 6, episode 22, Show Me How to Live. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 22, Show Me How to Live. Dom, we are here. How are you, my friend? I'm good, good. I've just finished work, literally finished work. Had about 20 minutes to finish watching the episode because I was trying to watch it whilst I was, you know, on support and helping people in the world. And then, yeah, here I am, yeah. I have to apologise to you for missing Sunday. Unfortunately, I wasn't feeling great. Felt like I'd been hit by a bus. But I'm good now, I'm ready to go. Excited to get into One Tree Hill with you. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. I feel I, you've been you missed Sunday because you was under the weather. Where Dom saying he missed Sunday means he missed the Scream Free episode, uh, podcast episode that Sarah and I recorded. And of course, we missed you, Dom. But uh, also think it was a good episode, uh, and hopefully, people will enjoy, will enjoy it. I know that I enjoyed the conversation, and we'll catch you on Scream Four. Did Did you watch the movie? Like when we get to Scream Four. Like, you'll be up to date, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well up to date. So, I've got everything done except for turning up for the actual podcast because I felt right. shitty. <laughs> One, and now I've, I feel a bit under the weather, but not terribly. It's more just that F and our shared child has been uh, <laughs> under... Well, you don't like the term, son. Uh, has been under... No, I... D- has... has you're getting that wrong. You're getting that wrong. He is your son, and you can yes. say my son is ill, but it's when people call their son son. Yeah. So if you were calling him son to his face, that wouldn't yes. make sense to me. I wouldn't like that. But he is, <laughs> okay. in fact, your son. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, that little guy has been not been very well this week, and then Neva's F. So I then. And it's half term and been working and trying to look after them. I kind of run myself down a little bit. F would be like, looked after us how? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've still been doing it, but, you know, in my own way. But, yeah, all is good. I'm excited to to be podcasting with you. We just recorded a really exciting announcement of, like, the next evolution or step forward. An evolution? Yeah, Did you say of the podcast, it's, it's, it's you know every, every time we make a change or do something different, it's a new evo- uh, evolution, isn't it? You know, so um, it's definitely a, a step, another step, a step forward, a rung in the ladder, those kinds of things. So yeah, it's an evolution in our cycle, which is really exciting. Uh, the long and the short of it basically is we've added two new Patreon tiers: uh, Ultimate Raven and the Ultimate Raven. Uh, which you can find information on at ravenshoops.net, which essentially give 
access to you choosing a movie and then us podcasting it with you and depending on what tier you're on that could be one movie a year or two movies a year and dom and i are committing to recording two podcast episodes a week uh one one tree hill episode one movie episode so more content and then exclusive patreon merch drops that dom and i are going to be handling ourselves printing ourselves shipping ourselves high quality podcast in themed references and designs specifically designed by our graphic designer ali shout out to him they're gonna be super dope dom how excited are you about the exclusive merch drops and dare i say or i will also say limited edition when they're gone they're gone pre-orders only yeah very excited it's gonna be so cool literally just taking in orders getting it ready putting our own literally our own stamp on something and then sending it out to people it's, it's really exciting and it's not just like little logos and stuff like that like we had before this is like proper you know in joke stuff from the tv shows we cover and there's going to be like extras and stuff that we put together and create so we've already got the first design ready it's really exciting and i can't wait to see it on a hoodie Oh man, yeah, and this first design is, it was your your idea, Dom, it's from the pilot episode, like the, coincidentally, like that's how long that in-joke in within the podcast has been going for, uh, so yeah, so we're just going to do a couple test prints on like a, you know, a t-shirt and a hoodie and whatever to make sure we're happy with it, and then we will uh, announce it and show everyone and then open up like a two-week window for pre-orders and then that's it closing that off and they'll never be printed again so we're just going to do it like that it's just one at a time no merch store no third-party printers literally dom and i doing this shit in hertfordshire the uk and then sending them out across the world so yeah more info to come on that soon. Going to be buying a lot of stamps, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you promised me you would handle the post office. I told you how I feel about post offices. I will handle the post office, don't worry. Yeah. But no, nah, it's fun. It's exciting. I think this first design is it's the one. Like as in it's not only the one for our podcast, but it's the one for One Tree Hill. Like it must be the design Here's a here's a clue. It must be a design that's the most printed One Tree Hill t-shirt hoodie design that's mm. out there. But not obviously we're doing it with our own twist on it. But it right? Do you not think? Uh yeah, probably. I think I mean all the way through the seasons you've told me what's t-shirt worthy and stuff like that, but this one stands out as probably the most like iconic in terms of clothing absolutely oh yes okay well <laughs> let's talk about this episode let me just check i can't remember do it if i had any raven announcements i don't think there have been but best well, check but yeah let's let's have a look and see um we were supposed to have two ravens joining us on this episode we were meant to have crystal and nicole but sadly Neither of them can make it, so trying to rearrange with them and reorganise uh, for them to come on different episodes, and hopefully we'll see them on soon. Um, but yes, it's just just you and I for this evening, um, for the next hour and a bit, I guess, until we go into our watch-along. 
So yeah, you've which just is, got, it's you've all just got the pleasure of my company, Simon. You lucky, lucky boy. It's like always dangerous when yeah. this happens, isn't it? <laughs> so much editing. Literally for the whole week, all I've thought about is uh, Nick Lachey's wet lip and and Bobby moistening it up for it. <laughs> Bobby licked his lip, licked his wet. Can't even say it. Bobby licked his lip. That's actually quite hard to say. Say Bobby licked his lip three times in a row. Bobby licked his lip. Bobby licked his lip. Bobby licked his lip. Whatever, Dom. <laughs> My name's Dom. I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I can articulate. Uh, I I don't have any Ravens announcements in my notes of my phone, but I did see an idea that I wrote down for our podcast that I haven't run by you. I'd totally forgotten about it until I just saw it. And now I want to see what time I wrote it to see like how ridiculous it was. Like I know if it's like two in the morning, where do I, right. I, no, no, I wrote this four days ago at 20 to four in the afternoon. Ooh. So this should be a reasonable idea. This right? is like Simon's in his prime business hours at, at this point. So, right. Right. <laughs> so I've put Patreon exclusive show, right? So just for patrons and video, so just like us on Zoom, I want to call it, I want it to be Dom Reacts. <laughs> and it's me showing you things and you reacting to them. Mm. Um, I don't mean like parts of my body. I mean like... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Fig. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> How? What? <laughs> Seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get that cord in there? You need to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. That's a very in-joke for mine and Dom's childhood that we <laughs> vowed that we would never discuss never on the podcast. We will no. never share. Never. Um, no, I want to show you things on YouTube. Right. Uh, and like things that I like. So I've, I've said this a good couple of times, but I pretty avidly follow battle rap. And I know that I doubt you've ever seen a rap battle. So I'd love to show you a rap battle and be pausing it and just getting your reactions um, <laughs> okay. to things like that. Or like reacting to music video, basically anything that's going to make you grumpy, you know, and just get, <laughs> get your reaction. Let's bring out the cynical disgruntled dom as much as possible is that what you're saying yeah well this is basically what our podcast is our whole podcast <laughs> is dom, dom, it's dom reacts to one tree hill isn't it we could have titled it that yes i think we should change the name <laughs> dom reacts to one tree hill are we gonna make that like a new tier a new, a new thing is that a new thing that you're gonna add in well maybe it's just like varsity and up get access to it because okay. Because Varsity and Up get access to our watch-along videos. So maybe it's like Varsity and Up get video privileges, you know. Poor, poor sweat towel collectors and junior Varsity. You're missing out, by the way, but nothing is stopping you from becoming a better Raven. You even get another shout-out on the podcast. So, you know, ravensweep.net. Find all the information there. Go. Go now. Stop what you're doing. No, no. Seriously. Stop what you're doing. You're walking the dog, taking your kids to school, Driving home from work, I, I don't, I don't care where you are in the world or what you're doing. Stop, move to the side if you're on the road. Open up Patreon and get access to those videos. There you go. As soon as you click 
You'll get that whole back catalogue. Yeah, and we shout you out for becoming a better raven. Who doesn't want to be a better raven? Yeah. You know. There you go. Who do you predict? Well, maybe we should do this off microphone in case <laughs> it, I don't. I don't want to like. I don't want to pressure people. Yeah, but yeah. do you have any predictions of who you think will become an, an ultimate raven? Yes. Yeah, I do too. I won't say them because I don't want people to then feel like, oh, they said my name, so I I have to do it. I you have know, a feeling my life will never be the same again because <laughs> of the movies you're going to be made to watch. Yes. <laughs> There you go. Well, we'll find out. Pe- we'll people find know. Out. People know, like, famously from our podcast and listening to our content and our regular listeners and stuff, that I hate stupidity. I hate stuff that's <laughs> just dumb shit that doesn't need to exist, like the Scooby-Doo film and things like that. You know, stuff like that winds me up massively. And people will make me watch that shit to talk about it because they're sick and they want to see me suffer. Yeah. Well, we yeah. all do. It's part of... <laughs> That's, there's that's Dom funny. reacts and then there's Dom suffers. Yeah. You know, they're just different different strands of content. Best of both worlds right there. But yeah, Dom reacts. What do you think? We'll give it a go. Battle rap is the first thing I want to show you. And I was thinking like there's there's like compilation videos and things. So I don't even have to show you like a whole battle. I could just show you like a five minute compilation of different things like most disrespectful, you know, lines in a battle or like you know whatever it may be um sure. yeah what let's, do you think let's give it a go are you gonna give our patrons the option to offer up some choices yeah of- there we go yes we could be that we could do it like once a month or something and we just do it for like half half an hour or something and yes and i could put we could put a post out on patreon and be like right send links in for dom reacts and then we'll just go through them yeah okay i i'm i'm mostly like I, I recently had Patreon on my phone, and I've been looking at it and looking at some of the comments. And I thought, well, maybe that's dangerous, so I, I have now removed it from my phone, so I don't look at comments and things that I shouldn't see. Luckily, I haven't seen anything that I can't see on there. But um, yeah, I think it's probably safer if I don't, and you still handle that. And if people want to get in touch with me, then there's always Instagram or our Discord. Yeah, we don't shout out the Discord enough, and it actually is the most active place that we are i mean, I know you don't post a lot in there don but like every single day multiple multiple people are posting in our discord like full-on conversations uh there's multiple channels we've got over 50 members in there and yeah if you're on patreon you have to message me so i can send you the link like i would just put the link out there but it like changes every week um so yeah, just message me. I'll send you the Discord link and get involved. It's great. Magda and Ed both recently just joined and you would have thought that Magda at least would have been in there from like day dot. But yeah. no, she just joined and now she's in there filling it up with Britney chat, which, <laughs> you know, it's great. The book's coming out. We get it. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Go on there and chop it up with Magda about Britney. There's Taylor Swift channels that Dom hates. Oh, There's no need. There's so much good stuff on there. Chuck edits videos together and throws them on there. Like, it's it's a good time. And then there's actually more sincere, like, uh, discussions on there about, you know, current events and there's a, there's a sporting stuff. It's really good. It's a good vibe. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good to be on that. The reason I don't post much is because when I do post, everybody fucking ignores it. So insecure. You're so insecure about your. So I just put emojis and everything. Literally, other people's posts, I put them. I'm like, like crying with laughter emoji, rolling around on the floor, laughing, or the the horse head emoji because I love hobby horsing and everybody, everybody listening on a mobile device. I'm sorry, but hobby horsing, hobby horsing, hobby horse, hobby horsing, hobby horse. There you go. He's trying to get it in your algorithms. Absolutely. It's important. If you don't know what hobby horsing is, please Google it. I bought a hobby horse so that we could make some content. I'm just waiting on you, man. Yeah, yeah I thought about that today, actually. I was <laughs> I was really busy at work today, like really busy. And just randomly halfway through my, my busyness, I was like, oh, yeah, we've got to do the hobby horse video. So I was like, I'm going to write something for it. Maybe Friday. I've got a bit more of an open day Friday. Um, maybe I could even pop over and get that picture with you and Drew. Yes. Thank you. About time. I've got a, a framed picture of me and Dom and Drew Barrymore in my car waiting to get a picture <laughs> with Dom so that we can do the inception back and forth pictures until Drew tells us to fuck off. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, and then, or Sarah tells us to fuck off. One of, one of the two, whoever, whoever's patience runs out soonest, you know, but Let's move into this episode. So we've spoken... Right. Oh, one final thing. We're doing The Shining this Friday oh as God, well. Yeah. And which is our, like, the first time we're doing anything live. And we and Dom, I checked to see... So this is that... So for anyone that doesn't know, The Shining, the movie, is being screened in a local Art Deco cinema here where near where Dom and I live. And we did a part, we sort of, we collaborated with this cinema to help promote their screening of The Shining. So we covered The Shining and, you know, shout out the cinema and get your tickets here, this, that and the other. And so in return, we're going there to stand on stage to introduce the movie and sort of tell people, you know, if you want to listen to our podcast, you can hear more about The, the Shining and whatever, whatever, whatever. And so I looked because I was buying tickets for F and I for is it the killer of the killer of the flower moon? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The DiCaprio Scorsese movie. So I was buying tickets for that uh, there for in like a couple of weeks time, and I saw The Shining there, and I was like, oh, I should click on to try and buy tickets to see how busy it is. The whole bottom is sold out. <laughs> And then the top is that pretty much the whole thing's pretty much sold out, which means there's going to be I don't know about three hundred people in there. Scary. How does that make you feel to stand with a microphone on a stage in front of three hundred people and talk about the podcast that you do? I mean, it's so much easier to do it when it's just you and me. <laughs> Maybe Especially I'll just pretend when... we're just doing an episode and ignore the three hundred people in the room um, and just be like, "Hi, Simon. Welcome to the Odyssey." <laughs> Yeah, but imagine how you're going to feel when I didn't turn to you and go, call me Colonel now. <laughs> I brought you a bull gag, bitch. <laughs> Someone's like signing to you. Are you okay? Are you in distress? Give us a signal if you need help. I'm like, shut up. I can see you. Someone's in the back. I think this is a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> the there's doors a, are locked. <laughs> yeah, there's a man in here just very distressed, shouting about being a colonel and pigeons and ravens no i i um we the other the thing about it is dom and i haven't prepped anything yeah, and we really <laughs> should 
Yes, we should. What do we have to do? You've been quite a few times. I've never been, unfortunately. So this will be my first experience of going to the Odyssey. We'll be standing in a, on a stage in front of 300 people to ex- to kind of introduce the film. So what yeah. actually happens is random people come out and go, hello, I'm whoever. Uh, thanks for coming to the Odyssey. Tonight, the viewing is, and then that's it. Basically, yeah. I mean, they, they had someone there the other day I saw on Instagram. So they have, like, filmmakers and people, and they do Q&As and stuff, like, without even screening anything, just, like, within the venue. They do a lot of stuff just within the cinematic arts. But, yes, usually they have someone that works there will just come up with a microphone and just say, hi, everyone, tonight you're going to be seeing this movie uh the bars open at the back there's no fire drills that are, we're gonna have to say all of this stuff like there's no <laughs> planned fire drills you know if you need the bathroom you've got you know toilets at this side toilets at that side uh try and keep phones off you know try and you know be respectful of the people around you it's great cinema etiquette there um right so tonight's movie you know directed by stanley kubrick who actually uh, you know, spent his his final days in Harpenden. You know, not far down the road. You know that kind of thing. Right. Um, and they'll say they'll say some trivia points like, "Hey, look out for this part and see if you notice this." Blah de blah de blah. And then they'll say, "And yeah, and enjoy the movie." They'll be up there for a few minutes. Everyone will clap, and then they'll pull the curtain and then they'll show the film. So we're gonna do that, except we're gonna say, you know, we we. Uh, I was thinking we could say something like, you know, we've we started this podcast before podcasting was cool. We got in just before, you know, and we uh, cover movies and particularly One Tree Hill, which is a which is a fun aspect to be two British men in their mid-30s watching an American teen drama, but we also do movies and we just covered The Shining. So if you enjoy the movie, which I'm sure you all will when you want to hear more about it, then you can check out our podcast the ravens and check out that episode and hear dom and i sort of go through it and go through some trivia points dom hit us with some of those trivia points and then you know you say some trivia <laughs> points or whatever but they can't be spoilers be so like, one every time, character dies <laughs> well one time f and i i won't say what the film is because i won't spoil it here but one time f and i went to the odyssey to see a new movie like it wasn't an old movie it was current and it was sci-fi um had ryan reynolds in it and <laughs> and jake gyllenhaal people can work it out from that probably and in that opening speech she was like you know blah 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 and it was really surprising that they all died in the end so uh, okay enjoy the movie and i like turned to f and was like what the fuck if that's true i'm gonna be so mad two hours later they all die Fuming. and i literally came uh, we came out and there was a line of people at the bar complaining (laughs) like saying don't ever do that again like don't spoil it was like a the twist of the movie was that they all die in the end it was like why 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 yeah was there a member of staff that did that yeah i i did i did i didn't complain because it was it was also I think evident that maybe they had like a slight learning disability or something. So it was like, it was just like a slip, you know, like a little, she didn't mean to do it. And I mean, people were being kind. They weren't like, you know, like burning sticks and like chasing her out of the cinema. It was just kind of like, oh, come on, man. Cause you know, you pay money, don't you? It's like part of it. So. I mean, could we say things like there's a scene with a, 
there's a like very famous scene those of you that have seen it before you'll know what i'm talking about those of you that haven't seen it you'll understand what i'm talking about in a minute yeah but there's a very famous scene with an elevator and a corridor and that scene alone took one year to shoot right exactly yeah makes sense yeah exactly and we have to really 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 be sure on these trivia points i'm fucking sure <laughs> like just in case someone's just like hey buddy <laughs> i'll be like why the fuck are you heckling and i'll smash him up <laughs> oh my god imagine tonight two podcasters were thrown out of the odyssey for <laughs> inciting violence starting a riot <laughs> but what's funny is kara one of our ravens is going to meet us there and she doesn't know, but she's going to video record it for us for our Instagram <laughs> and Patreon. <laughs> Thank nice. you, Kara. Thank you so much. What's, what's yeah. the, what's the dress code? Is there a dress code? Do I have to no. be smart? No, I, well, you should wear a black hoodie and I should wear the ravens thing so that we match, match. off cartoons. Okay, cool. If we could display that in the Odyssey, that would be marvelous. Yeah, I was thinking I could maybe they would they could put it up like on just screen as we yeah while we're talking or something. That'd be nice, and we're wearing exactly what we're imaged, same height, everything. Yeah, I'd just crouch <laughs> down a little bit or what? Guess or get a stool for you to. What do you mean the same height? Yes, sorry. <laughs> yes, if you was on a stool, you'd be much taller than me. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah, so that's couple. So this is a big couple weeks for our podcast. We're gonna be busy, and we're already busy. <laughs> and and Michelle, and Michelle from Total Betty was here, like at, at my house, and we, you and I, went on a dog walk with her and her husband. Um, so crazy, like it's, it's all been <laughs> yeah. happening. It was unexpected, but it was good fun. It was nice to meet yeah, a person, was, and yeah, it's very yeah. cool. Really lovely people. Yeah. yeah, really lovely people. So good, right? Well, let's talk about One Tree Hill, Dom. This episode. Let's talk about it. What, Fred, do you want to start with, my friend? I feel like you want to start with Bobby and Nathan's sexual <laughs> chemistry that, you, that you're that you so sure is a thing. We can go there. Look, look, I was going to say maybe we should start where the episode starts with Peyton, but it, that's like the really long, deep part of the episode. So I, I think let's start with Bobby and Nathan and Nathan's kind of journey, uh, and then we can, like, worm our way around to other people. So... Do you do you want to give us a little synopsis of what was going on with with not our main man? You don't. Not you know, at all. Not, not I like. I want to. I want to hear it from you because then I like. I get to relive the episode, and I want to hear your passion for Bobby. <laughs> it's not my passion for Bobby. It's Nathan's passion for Bobby. That that is just growing. And in this episode, I was going to get a screenshot, but I was in the middle of of customer support for someone um, <laughs> whilst the episode was on, so I, I couldn't kind of stop to you know pick up my phone and take a picture for you but the way they're looking at each other it's just you can cut the sexual tension with a knife the love between them is so deep they are honestly made for each other and Haley better watch out basically because there's no way Nathan isn't running away with Bobby there's just no way that's got to happen if if in season seven he hasn't divorced Haley and run away with Bobby i I'm going to be bitterly disappointed. Is that an official Dom prediction? And then, then, then look, then Peyton will die and Lucas is opened up for Haley, and then finally they can unite. I mean, Jamie's his kid anyway. So then it, it, so it all work. It all works. Exactly. 
it's all like everything's fixed. Okay. I like that. <laughs> okay. Now tell us about the scout. Come on. There's a scout from the Clippers that's come in. Scout from the Clippers comes. Clippers are based in LA, right? So yeah. the scout's there looking at Nathan and looking at the other geezer. I can't remember his name. Nino. Nino. Finding Nino. Um, so basically he's come to, to look for that position. He's after a point guard. Who's the uh, point guard? Nathan's the point guard. Nino's he's the shooting, shooting guard. guard. Okay. So he's, he's looking at both, but really like, I think he's kind of looking for a shooting guard. That's, that's my expectation. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he's there. Nathan and Nino are made aware that he's there. Um, Nathan and Nino kind of have this better bond now as well, better connection because he's kind of helped him learn the position um, and he supported him through. Like he walks, Nathan walks into the dressing room and there's that tense moment between them. Actually, they fall about laughing and uh, they get on really well, which is which is nice to see. Um, it kind of always seems to happen with Nathan though. It's like a recurring theme. Like somebody comes into the team or he joins a team, they hate him for a bit and then they end up loving him. So um, it wasn't a surprise. I mean, it wasn't an instant connection like him and Bobby, but you know, he, he works his way around somehow. He, he gets these people to fall for him. Not um, everyone can have that Nathan Bobby kind of connection. Can they? Like not everyone has that chemistry. Except Maybe you and me, we're, pro- we're probably like a close second to that. Who Who's Nathan and who's Bobby? I think you're Bobby. I'd be, I think I'd be more, I think I'd be more comfortable being Bobby. I don't know why. What, in Nick Lachey's lip? <laughs> oh, so wet. <laughs> uh, Chuck sent me a really good uh, video of like that Nick Lachey moment with Beavis and Butthead cut in, which is really good. I was going to put it on our Instagram, but I'm still determined to do our version. Right. Um, in fact, should we record it right now? Because this is recording. All you've got to do, because I can just take my bit and just take your bit. All you've got to do is be really happy and just like point. Okay. Like to the camera, and then I can cut it as if you're pointing at Nick Lachey. No mic? Uh, yeah, pull the mic away, maybe. And then just, like, point. I'll keep talking while you're doing it, so it's still good podcast material. <laughs> so Dom's going to move the mic away now. Keep moving it. Yep, it's out of the screen. And now he's just going to look really happy. Like he's bouncing along. T- he's dancing a bit. That's it. And point. Yeah, there it is. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, that's usable. I will use that. <laughs> usable footage. Okay, now Dom, I'm going to need you to keep talking to continue making this usable footage while I do the same thing, please. Absolutely. More than happy to. I think the relationship between Bobby and Nathan is close to ours, but not quite there. I think we have a very special bond. And we're about to see that when Simon eventually moves his mic away and does I'd his like, little dance. I'd, like I'd like you to give me direction, please, also. I okay. want to know... When I'm, yeah, okay. Okay, so mic's out. Move the mic a bit more. Still in shot. That's it. Okay, it's out of shot. I want you to look. Oh, okay, we're moving the <laughs> exercise bike as well. Okay, we need to be happy. More bouncy, more bounce, more bounce, more facial. That's it. <laughs> Big smile. Point right at the camera. I want you to bring your arms right up. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Stop looking at you. Look at the camera. Do it again, but look at the camera. 
That's it. Better. Keep looking at the camera. Do it again a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Spot on, my friend. Spot on. Hopefully there'll be something that can be edited and salvaged <laughs> from that. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, right. Okay, so Nathan um, <laughs> is being scouted and uh, Nino is being scouted and um, they basically play their little hearts out and Nathan's you know setting him up and Nino's just sinking them all the way and Bobby actually gives him a little bit of advice you know don't forget you're not the only one that um don't forget that you know it's it's about you as much as it is about Nino and and uh the scout really wants you really want to impress this person because this is your chance to get into the NBA you know uh and I think it's a good opportunity for Bobby as well it makes Bobby look good that he's got these two players and got them you know uh one's learned a new position and it's you know firing and coming off good for him so yeah makes Bobby look decent and he I, I actually thought he might get the opportunity to go um to a team as a as a head coach and, and potentially take Nathan with him but I think Nino's on his way to the Clippers isn't he I don't know that's a, that's your prediction yeah I, I think Nino will get the Clippers opportunity but um Nathan will get his chance in the NBA it might not be mm. long-lived but I think he'll get his chance. Okay, we'll see. I will just say I thought the basketball was shot really well uh, in in the in this episode. I mean, I think it's always shot really well, but I love those moments, those Nathan moments of watching him play basketball and that whole journey is like my favourite part of the show. Oh, like mm. in these later seasons is my favourite part of the show for sure. Is, is that like, it's nice to have basketball in the episodes, but is it more of like a nostalgic feeling? Because it is like, oh, okay, it's the early years, it's the high school years when they when he had basketball fairly regularly and then it sort of stopped, it petered out for a bit and now it's kind of back and a bit more prevalent. Is, is that kind of the feeling for you? I think so, but I think it reminds me of when I fell in love with playing basketball or wanting to play. And what's funny is, is I don't feel like that anymore. Like as in I don't play basketball. I, I was playing in a session a couple months ago and I just life's just too crazy but I don't have like the enthusiasm to do it I it's almost like I feel like I ticked it off like a I managed to over like a 10-year period uh managed to learn to play well enough to play in a team played two seasons in a local league um you know it's sort of accomplished what I wanted to do there and then did my coaching and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not here to toot my own horn, but you know, I like did some things and accomplished some things. And it's kind of like that itch was scratched, but I still have love for the game of it. Uh, but I think when I see it in this context, it reminds me of, Oh, I remember when I watched this for the first time and it was so inspiring just to want to play. Um, so that's kind of what it reminds me of and makes me feel nice. Cool. Yeah. I think, there's just that nostalgic early season feeling I think to, to mm. these episodes in particular with Nathan and his journey and he you know has a difficult teammate but they come around you know which would be Lucas um, uh, and I guess Nathan was the difficult teammate before but um, yeah it's all kind of falling into place I think for them at the moment they've got scouts coming um, the offer for European basketball as well. So there's there's stuff happening, there's things ticking over. I think he'll get the opportunity for NBA, but it won't be with the Clippers. I think that's Nino's opportunity. That's where he's going. Okay. Well, who do you want to talk about next? 
Um, we don't. I mean, everyone else is kind of connected, aren't they? So we have not uh, skills. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, we've got skills is journey, skills Chuck and the teacher, which I cannot Miss remember Lauren. her name. Miss Lauren. Okay, there we go. Um, I I struggled to remember her name because obviously she's not been in it enough, and I can't look these people up. Still, it's been two and a half years, three years, whatever, and I still cannot look these people up. So, um, yeah, Miss Lauren played by whoever. Uh, let's go. Let's go with them. I think that's a good little. It's a good little journey. It's a palate cleanser to the episode, I guess, especially the beginning of the episode, which is quite serious and somber. Um, Very. Yeah, this is a kind of plucky comic relief side note, isn't it? Really, really, really is. Well, she, she, Miss Lauren, in real life is you know pretty successful or is no just is successful uh, she has over a hundred thousand followers on instagram blue tick not to say followers mean success but i mean she has notoriety and she was in a sitcom called the big show which starred the big show from wrestling oh wow uh not as a re- well i don't know if he was a wrestler in it but it's like a you know uh a proper sitcom and she was married to the big show and i think it was like successful i did a few seasons but wow. she was like the main you know character well he was the main character she was like yeah main cast like playing his wife wow cool i mean she looks quite tiny and he's massive yeah i mean that's probably <laughs> where most of the comedy is mined from i'm, I'm assuming <laughs> fair enough wow I've, I've not heard of the show so yeah maybe we'll give that a go one day <laughs> yeah i'd love we should do like one episode a random episode in the middle of a season of the big show <laughs> but yes the the skills miss lawrence stuff is yeah like classic palate cleanser like you said essentially they're going to go on a date and it gets uh the spanner thrown in the works is that Chuck's mum is off drinking and forgot to pick up Chuck from school. So Chuck is there and he's just kind of in the way. You know, one of my favourite lines was he crashes the go-kart. And the guy at the go-kart course is like, oh, come on, whose freaking kid is this? (laughs) It cracked me up. It's just like, no one everyone's frustrated and annoyed by chuck like no one but yet he's so lovable in that way you know (laughs) he's such a little turd but he and the ultimate cock block for skills but he is he's quite funny he's quite entertaining i think it's quite obvious like what was going on when he's eating the ice cream he's absolutely shoveling it in and and skill are the skills say like save some for the second half yeah save some for the second just like what (laughs) and then He's like, oh, my mum doesn't let me have dairy. (laughs) He says that after. He throws up on (laughs) Skills' shoes. And then he said, well, my mum said I shouldn't eat dairy. And then he just starts eating it again. (laughs) This this happened to me in real life. So when this was pre pre the inclusion project, when I was like doing my own private work so I was still working at the college but do in holidays and stuff I do like my own just independent private work stuff and I was working in the summer with this is the summer before I got married and for my birthday my birthday is in 
July and summers, you know. Uh, <laughs> F had got me red Jordan 4s. No, 5s, sorry, Jordan 5s. And no, 4s, 4s, sorry, Jordan 4s. They're red. They And like, uh, this was like, uh, this was like a big deal. This was like for me because they're you know they're re- they're really expensive. Um, there's also like was it living a lot more uh, of a modest kind of uh, you know lifestyle at this point. And yeah, I like loved them. Like I still have them now, and I was wearing them. I was like wouldn't let any dirt get on them. I was super careful. Like they were like my prized possession. And I was with this guy that I was supporting, and we went to the Toby Carvery. Mm-hmm. Now, can you describe a Toby Carvery <laughs> for our international <laughs> listeners? Yeah, Toby Carvery, you sort of turn up and um, you queue up for food, and there's a lot of meat. There's a lot of meat involved. So you can have roast dinners, yeah. Yeah, like a selection of all types of meat, you know, turkey, chicken, beef, pork, whatever. Um, and then you usually get loads of veg and a huge Yorkshire pudding, which is kind of like the best bit, really. Yeah, it's like a mountains of 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 roast dinner, and it's all you can eat. Like the carvery is the meat. Maybe you only get one go at. Is that right? But the rest you can get like as many roast potatoes, as much stuffing, as much parsnips. You can just keep going on that, right? Yeah, just keep piling it up. Right. So this guy that I was supporting was he had his first plate and then he went back for seconds. Okay, fine. But then he went back for thirds, you know, like three plates of roast dinner. <laughs> like, and I was like, Hey, maybe just calm down a bit, man. Like just, you know, take it easy. Um, and then he was like, I need to go to the bathroom. I need to go to the bathroom. Like, cause he was feeling sick. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, this way. And I started like walking him towards the bathroom and just in the middle of Toby Carvery, he stopped and just projectile vomited <laughs> all over the floor. And I just looked down, and as it's hit the floor, it splashed and just oh. went all over my Jordans and all over. I was wearing shorts because it's summer, all oh. over my like shins. And I was just like, one of those moments where, what do you even do? I, and obviously my priority was to make sure that he was okay and to make sure he didn't feel like you know it's an embarrassing thing isn't it you know so i was like calming him and don't worry it's all okay it's all okay but looking down at my my red jordan fours were now just puke fours they were puke jordan fours so yeah cleaning job on that i bet yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still have them cleaned up. They cleaned up nice. So, but yeah, I fe- <laughs> I felt Skills' pain in that moment. You had your very own Chuck experience. Yeah, but it was also like, you know, I could have intervened, you know? So it's also my fault, really. Like, Probably I could have been like. <laughs> Like, no, I, I, think, I think that's enough now. <laughs> well, I guess it's probably because of my own standards. Like, as you know, I'm the sort of guy that would do free plates of a roast dinner, you know? Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> but we live and we learn, you know? We live we and we learn. Nice. Well, well, what did you What did you think of all the Chuckness? I thought it was okay. Like I said, it, it draws you away from the severity of the kind of the rest of the episode and what's going on. And a little bit of the monotony as well 
because it, it added something different. You know, the stuff that Lucas was doing was actually like a little bit boring, but um, this added kind of like a an extra dimension. And we see, you know, uh, Junk and Fergie as well um, sitting playing video games. Although I, I think I need to go back and check, but they were playing with two controllers, but I'm pretty sure it was only in one player mode the entire time. <laughs> it was no split screen. There was just one car driving around that they were playing with um and they had two controllers out so it looked a bit weird but um maybe that needs double checking someone go and double check that please um and yeah skills kind of has that i've been basically cock blocked this whole time but at least you know the the teacher thinks i'm you know sweet and pretty kind and they talked about their history and their experiences and stuff and kind of why they're single and what happened with their previous relationships and then we get to the end and we're dropping Chuck off and ultimate cockblock again is like they're going for the kiss. Um, and he, she, he's like, I'm just going to take this little rat home um, and drops him home. I guess mum's sobered up by that point, you know, or maybe the dad's come home um, or maybe he's sobered up, um, drops him off. And then he goes home, has like explains to, to John and Fergie who haven't moved that he's had like it was pretty much, you know, a shitter because of that kid and they're like oh yeah we know that kid <laughs> that's the um, hose kid yeah that's it <laughs> uh and then she knocks on the door and it's just like yeah kind of the the date didn't end the right way so it needs to end the right way now and then bob's your uncle fanny's your aunt he's got himself a younger deb <laughs> <laughs> deb 2.0 yeah <laughs> well using that as a, do you have a prediction uh, I think they're going to be mildly happy together for a little while. But you don't think it's going to last? I, I don't think people like her end up being in for more than one season or two. I don't know if she'll make it to the end, if that makes sense. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have to wait and see. But I think maybe she'll be sure. It'll be one of those where I've you know, been promoted to this position and I've been asked to go and teach at this school. And I've, I've got to move to Nebraska. So like a bit like how Bevin was. Like, you notice yeah. we have no Bevin. She didn't make it into season five, did she? She didn't make the high school jump. But she was there for a bit. She had a funny episode where she notebooked him. And then that was it, really. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think it. I think she'll last for a little while. Maybe season seven. Maybe the whole of season seven. You never know. But then I think she might peter out a little bit and we won't see much of her but if you think about that so skills love interest to this point has been bevan deb and miss lauren all white blonde females he's got a type hasn't he he really has a type (laughs) (laughs) so there you go okay well let's transition You, you mentioned you know the wonderful deb let's talk about the wonderful victoria looking particularly great in this episode i don't know if it's like the power dressing or what it is but i don't know you're getting a little tingly feeling aren't you when you watch her that's no because i don't want to get the negative reviews i just (laughs) (laughs) so childish (laughs) yeah that is such a man child i'd just like to say if the majority of our raisins of the majority of our ravens can say naughty things about nathan and things they want to do to nathan we can get away with saying it about victoria just saying just gonna put that out there 
There you go. And he was a teenager for a lot of this. And some of our Ravens are not teenagers. So (laughs) sort yourselves out. (laughs) That's true. That's true. At least we're age appropriate. You know, we're going up. Exactly. (laughs) Deb, Victoria, (laughs) chucking a bit of Karen. (laughs) (laughs) No, she never did it for me, Karen. I think it's just she had... Yeah, a lot of responsibilities. I know. I've just I've just started watching West Wing, and she's in that, and um, yeah, same. <laughs> Doesn't do it there either. <laughs> oh God, let's quickly get away from this subject. But the, you know, I also I think people appreciate some of I'm going to say our man childness, but I guess mainly mine because it's what our podcast is. You know, just. I mean, you've got to be kind of childish to do this, otherwise, what are we doing? Um, right, Victoria, Brooke, and Sam. Sam spending a lot of time with her biological mother. Mm. Victoria is worried about her going. Brooke doesn't really want to let her go. Eventually, lets her go. Yeah, unfortunately, I think this is one of my predictions uh, come wrong because um, I thought they'd be a happy little family as a little three julian will come back they'll be a happy little family all together and then her and julian like um i was gonna say sophia but brooke and julian will have their own kids i think eventually i think that's written in the stars more or less he's gonna return i actually think victoria might have something to play with that because she she is trying it does feel like she's trying um you, you know the whole going shopping kind of scene where she's like we're checking out our competitors but she's like oh you look really good in red and then i noticed she wore red later on in the episode and i thought mm. oh is that the thing that victoria picked up it wasn't but you know brooke had picked up on what she said and changed into something red and you know i thought okay fair enough that you know she's kind of paying attention and listening i hope it wasn't a mistake i hope it was like you know, writing somebody had put that in intentionally because that would make sense and that'd be good. She wants to impress her mum. She looks good in red. She wants to keep her mum on side. Um, but yes, Sam is spending a lot of time with her biological mother um, uh, and is kind of finding it, you know, quite nice, a nice experience. And, you know, she's got a picture of the house um, and it, uh, but Brooke's finding it incredibly difficult, but we knew she would. She's She's quite... Um, possessive I guess a little bit spoiled um, and doesn't want to give Sam up uh, and even had the paperwork to adopt her which you know wasn't a surprise I kind of expected that but I expected that to be part of the storyline and and continue not actually for Sam to go no actually I'm going to go and live with my biological mum my kind of real mum but she says a nice thing she says I'll always consider you my first mum and that's I think that's that's quite a nice thing, um, mm. considering she's sixteen or whatever, seventeen, and has, has never really felt like she's been in that position or situation. Uh, and Brooks says a nice thing back, you know, you'll always be a Davis to me, and mm. that that's the relationship we're always going to have. And I think that's really sweet. Again, Sam, I think will filter in and out, but probably not much like she'll she'll get a mention here and there but we won't see her again Uh, it'll be one of those things where people talk about her but she's not really there like oh yeah she's gone off to do this now oh she's doing that now oh great yeah oh have you heard from sam lately yeah yeah she's doing that but we don't really see her much if we see her we might see her once or twice but then not again i 
Well, we'll see. I thought it was a nice, yeah, it was a really nice moment that they had where they were like sat on the floor in Sam's bedroom having that whole conversation about, yeah, you know, um, you'll always be a Davis to me and I'll always consider you, you know, my first mom. It was so sweet and the hug and everything because those moments are real when you've had those, it's like a pent up emotions and I don't know. Yeah, there was something about it that felt very realistic in a way. So, yeah, I thought it was really well done. Um, Victoria kind of, kind of being nice, but also being like quite domineering again. And I, I don't think she's doing anything that's particularly harsh in this episode. She gets her a coffee and she says things like skim milk, it will change your life, which I think is a bit of a, like a harsh, like body image kind of comment that she's making. Um but you know, I also think that she's she is trying. She's kind of out of her comfort zone because she's been this controlling, non-existent bitch, big, you know, all all this time. And now she's like, oh, okay, I see the connection she's had with Sam. I see the connection I've got with Sam. I kind of want that with Brooke as well. So it's kind of like she's trying to repair what she can or get something out of it. And then they they're kind of like last scene between Brooke and. And Victoria is like, okay, what's next? And she's like, well, we've got our work. And Brooke's really upset by it, like really taken aback and kind of, yeah, we've got our work and storms off. And I don't know what she was expecting. Like I saw that as like a little bit of a brattish response, but I also then thought, well, actually, you know, she kind of wants more from her mum. She wants her mum to be a mother and be like, look, we've got each other. And and mm. that's kind of what she was, you know, I think what she was expecting her to say but Victoria's not that person. She's not going to just come out and say that straight away. That's kind of like a little build-up further down the line. And she does go back to her and says, you know, you know, we've got this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. And Brooke just kind of throws it back in her face and is like, well, we've got our work, haven't we? And that's that's kind of where it lies for them. But I, I do think that they're running the company together again. There's going to be a bit of tension, but I think she's going to start helping her out like Victoria's actually going to start really kind of trying to care for Brooke a little bit be interesting to see if we ever see a dad I think if the dad appears that would be really really like intriguing maybe he maybe he does a Huey Lewis pops in for one episode and it turns out to be Elton John or something like that you know we get another famous <laughs> singer <laughs> jump in for an episode but um yeah that's kind of it I think for their relationship and where we're where we're at with them yeah, I think I think you put that all really well. And it is what uh Sophia. Sophia Bush, yes. But it's it so is easy what, to do, isn't it? <laughs> it? It is what Brooke wants is uh is she she's been trying to get away from her work that was all so consuming and felt like that her identity was synonymous with it, or trying to be like her own person, have these relationships and yeah, that there'd be more to life than just her work and so uh, yeah I think she did feel let down by Victoria in that moment but I also think that's Victoria's way of trying to be there for her and maybe just doesn't know how to do that nurturing part so yeah it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here Yeah, let's move into kind of the final bit that we're missing here oh we should also say that Mouth was at the basketball game like yes. doing 
news and he was asking Nathan about the long distance stuff and he was trying to ask the scout about you know do you think you know trying to get information as to whether Nathan's going to get picked up by the Clippers he doesn't really let him know just kind of smiles at him doesn't he so just add that in uh but the final real bit here is the Peyton uh Mia we could throw her in there she's at the baby shower Lucas Jamie with Lucas in the garage helping with the car and Haley. Mm-hmm. So we open with Brooke and um, sorry, Brooke with Peyton doing a video that's basically to her unborn child for if she doesn't make it. And there's, I has like a, a box, like a tin with, you know, an iPod in there with a hundred songs to live your life by and there's pictures and artwork and Lucas sees it as like a death video and gets uh, upset about it and there was some interesting comments in the chat when we were doing the watch along of people being like he's being like Lucas being so childish he's being so uh this that and the other I didn't say I I try not to put too much in the chat when I'm watching the episodes so I just want to watch it and I'm interested of what people are saying and I know that I we get our say don't we here so <laughs> um but I I really viewed it as uh a real response like the reason that Lucas is annoyed by it is because it's a reminder to him that his the not wife his fiance might die and it's not a decision that he wanted to go through with. It's one that he's supporting with her um, and support. And, and he obviously comes round by the end of the episode. But that's like an, an instant reaction of he doesn't want to accept that that could be a reality, that, that she could die. And I mean, that would be hard for any of us to face, right? To think that or potentially our partner might might pass away Uh is horrible so that i think it, but then he, as lucas always does he takes some time figures it out and comes back and does the right thing and does the thing that you know he always wanted to marry her anyway of course and just wants her to be happy but it's a really difficult uh for yeah, yeah like, i i agree with you like when i've watched the episodes the first time i th- i did have the that's a really childish reaction kind of instinct um, but uh, like on reflection, if that was me and that, but I'd be like upset by it. It'd be like you're creating this video, kind of without me knowing anything about it. Basically, it kind of feels like you're signing your own death warrant. You're kind of giving up. That's that's kind of how it feels on initial re- like feeling and response to it. But um, the only thing I didn't really kind of agree with was him kind of snatching the the box away. He's like that's enough. Like, I'm taking it away from you. Mm. I mean, he could have, like, turned the camera off or he could have done whatever because the camera was just still rolling. And it was such an obvious thing when she picked up the remote and turned it off and it changed scene, you know. I think I even went click, like, and did the action on the watch along before she did it because it was obvious it was going to happen. But, yeah, I think I think his reaction was... It did. It was kind of real, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right to, to say real and use that as a way to describe it. Um it's just the rest of his episode. I think was quite drab. I thought I thought Peyton was was great in the episode, and Hillary did a fantastic job of, you know, displaying that emotion and saying goodbye to some, but not really saying goodbye, but saying I didn't get to know you, but I want you to know me, and this is 
what I've done in my life and this is the connection me and your father have and this is how to pick your kind of best friend and if you ever needed anything you could go to my best friend because she would do anything for you because she would do anything for me um and you know you're gonna have a lot of you know quirky people around and a lot of this around and yada 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 and then one thing I ask of you is look after your dad you've got to keep him going and you know keep this and that's it's such a it's such a lovely message and, and, a, and a and a nice thing to do I guess but it is I can see like that defeatist kind of attitude that Lucas uh, which is Lucas's point of view that she's giving up she's resigned to the fact that she's going to die um but I, I think I also think fair enough like if she thinks she's going to die she wants to put this together so that the, the baby, the child has memories and it has something to, to look at and go, oh, OK, I want to share in your memories um, and understand you a bit more because I'm not going to get that firsthand. And she knows what it's like. She knows exactly what's that, what that's like because she lost a mum at an early age and then she lost another mum when she barely knew her. So um, now she gets the chance to kind of recreate something that she or actually create something sorry um that that she would have liked to have had i guess you know rather than a deadbeat kind of drunk dad that didn't really give her any information and was a bit useless um you know at least she's actually providing something genuine and heartfelt and nice and kind and has a good message yeah completely and and just to be like completely clear i I I get his reaction. I don't think it's the right reaction. Like I don't think that that's a good way to react. I'm just saying I think I could understand why he would react that way. And then his reaction at the end of the episode is the right reaction or his right reaction, which is he understands it and he gets it and he sees what's in the box and he likes it himself because it's telling part of his story, you know, their story together. Um, but this is what life is, is that we get overcome with emotion and we have to work through it to understand it. And that's kind of what the whole show is, isn't it? Is evolving and becoming better versions of ourselves. And yeah, so I think, again, to be clear, I don't think it's a good reaction or the right way to go, but it's a real reaction. And he managed to navigate it to get to the right place in the end you know and if we didn't if we didn't have any of these trials and tribulations there would be no show would there because everyone would just get everything perfectly wouldn't they so we all get on everything's wonderful and we never have to worry and it would be boring to be you know awful to watch wouldn't it but uh, i think he i think lucas has you know a good moment with jamie but i think it's led by jamie jamie going what's this oh i'm gonna look through it oh what's this picture oh look there's you and mummy and there's you and aunt Peyton and aunt brooke and whatever and it's all very much led by jamie he's like oh yeah what is in this box and also for a mechanic he has the cleanest hands i have ever seen (laughs) having having lived with a mechanic for a large proportion of my life and known what it's like and gone and helped you do not stay that clean at all ever and his hands is, are like pristinely clean. And is that why you was laughing? Yeah. Is that why you laughed? Because there was a bit where you laughed in the <laughs> watch along, and I was, didn't know why you were laughing. I didn't. I didn't know if it was because of the dialogue, but it was because his hands were so clean. Yeah, just because I thought, what? That's just absolute nonsense. He shouldn't have been able to pick up anything in that box because his hands were filthy. You know, <laughs> right. even if he'd wiped them, 
that his hands would have still been filthy and greasy and felt really weird. So he would have left fingerprints and marks and oil stains and whatever on everything in that box. But his hands were absolutely like, like perfect. You know, well, I mean, we've touched his hands. He touched your sweaty hands. We have touched. Yeah, I wiped them on Dan's jacket <laughs> on before. <me. laughs> yeah, just wiped them over your face. Don't mind him. Don't mind him. He'll be back in a cupboard in a minute. Just. But yeah, it did make me laugh that he um, had like spotlessly clean hands. Um, terrible mechanic. He's obviously not working hard enough. Um, but yeah, we have the moment where Haley walks in. She's there briefly, kind of discusses a couple of things and it's like oh this is a secret Peyton's not allowed in the garage and she's never been out here so don't tell her um but yeah that's it and it was the baby shower as well so they had that and Mia brought pictures of herself to pick the album kind of artwork um Sam comes in in the dress that Victoria got her and it was all kind of a, a like a lovely moment and they have their picture together as well yeah thank you for the prompt there <laughs> no it was an early selfie like how long have selfies been around like they were doing <laughs> i guess selfies have been around as long as cameras have been around surely right like people just turn them around like they predate the term is what i'm probably saying or what i'm trying to say yeah well the other part mia catalano they played another whole song towards the beginning of the episode which these are obviously kate vogel songs so the actress that's playing mia in real life and i believe someone tell me if i'm wrong but i believe that the picture that peyton chose in the episode is her actual album cover in real (laughs) life for the album that would have been coming out at that time right but they really love focusing in on her lips as she's singing like super close up on her lips maybe it's a thing now Maybe it's a th- literally since she joined, it's a thing. Nick had wet lips. She we focus on her lips. I don't know. Maybe Bobby's been moistening her up as well. <laughs> that's that's you know you've got like a water boy at a sports game. Yeah, She's got a lip licker. Yeah, human lip salve. There you go. Yeah. So, any predict the predictions for Peyton and Lucas before we run into judgments? Um, it, it's almost I'm almost 100% certain they get married in this next coming episode so the one that we're going to watch tonight wow um, uh, because that's the speed of Tree Hill so before I'd be like yeah they'll be like planning and then the next one they'll be getting married no 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 they'll be like at the wedding and some sort of shit going down we haven't seen Dan for ages so it'll be interesting ages. to see if Dan crashes the wedding in some way like or like turns up creates some drama or you know, fuck it, you know, Nanny Carrie turns up, you know, up from the dead or something and steals a child. Um, I don't I don't know, but I think there needs to be some sort of drama at the wedding. But I think the wedding will be in this next episode. Um, I also think Peyton is going to be fine in the long run. And yeah, just worried about their longevity. I don't know whether they're going to suddenly go, we're going to go and see Karen and... Um, Andy. Andy. Um, Candy, we're gonna go see them and the sister Lily. Yep, uh, I think there might be a touch of that. Oh, we're gonna go and stay with them for a while. I'm not sure, I'm, not, I'm undecided about that. Um, but yeah, wedding next episode, and then some sort of 
debacle because all good soaps do that in weddings. This is bit, like really what like this episode in particular as well. I was watching it thinking how soapy. It's all the brook scenes as well, like really, really soapy. So but, soapy. Um, the brook so stuff soapy. is so, brook and Victoria re- stuff really is. When you get to the yeah. basketball scenes, it doesn't feel like that at all mm. because it feels like oh we're in like a sports drama. But yeah, the brook stuff is super super soapy. It's funny. There's been a lot of conversation in the Discord about Brooke and Sophia Bush in current moments um but a lot of people are changing their opinion of the character of brooke davis and i actually wonder if the character is becoming a bit dated in 2023 probably like as in i think some of her behavior in when are we here like 2006 or something i think 2000 was it no well for season one's 2000 2000 season one's 2003 so this must be like 2009 eight or nine yeah around there 2008 or nine right i think in those times it was like oh she you know she's standing up for herself and being independent and a good role model etc etc which i think is probably true for the time but i think now she comes across as like kind of a bit bratty and harsh Mm. and uh rude maybe at times which i think we've said all along (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right but i think people are catching up is what i'm saying i don't yeah, know we're finally seeing our our way of thinking um, yeah yeah it'd be in, it, interesting to see kind of what happens in the next episode and who the drama is uh you know who the drama re- revolves around obviously it'll revolve around peyton and lucas in some way because it's their wedding um maybe you don't know this to be true i think it was going to be their wedding um but like I was saying, with all good soaps, a wedding is spoiled by something. So there'll sure. be some element. I, I think Dan returning would be would be great. Like little spanner in the words, like I need a heart, and he just rips mouths out of his chest and takes it. It's like I'm having that. <laughs> and then it's like it's too small for my body. Oh, sorry, mouth. <laughs> I saw a little like flicker of EastEnders through like the window tonight my like an in, an internal window in my house uh, on mute and i was like oh and my, i was talking to my dad and i was like oh i think jay's dying <laughs> do you remember jay i think he's dying oh, i don't wow. know who knows he's been Watch. sleeping with a prostitute oh you know not, but not like like having intercourse like he's been sleeping next to her right and paying her to sleep because his my mom watches it okay so I'm, I'm in the loop on his storyline I didn't know about the the dying thing. Uh, is he dying? He, his his wife or girlfriend died. Oh. So he's been paying a prostitute that looks like her. Oh. Uh. Like to to sleep in the same bed as him, so he can. So he's got like that company, or whatever. But yeah. it's all a bit creepy. It's all a bit fucking weird. To be fair. Don't know. Okay. People that well. watch it, what's going on in EastEnders? Let us know. Wish you all the best, Jay. Um, <laughs> okay. Well. Before we, or let's move into judgments. Anything that we haven't covered, we'll pick up there. But before we do, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not? Then check us out, ravenshoops.net. You can get all of your Patreon perks there. Six different tiers are available, six different levels of Raven. Uh, so, yeah, we've spoken all about that already ravenshoops.net wide on because basketballs go through hoops but yet they also go through 
Nets. Swish. Ravenshoops.net. Dom, we should do this kind of fast because I know, but just Bitter. there's people. Yeah, there's people in the waiting. No, there's people in the waiting room. Dom's like, because I want to go to bed. It's bedtime. We gotta get that episode done, get it finished, and go to bed. I'm also <laughs> pretty sure that we're gonna agree on ratings and things. So let's hit it. Who was your favorite performer of the episode? Uh, Hilary Burton for me. I think she did a fantastic job with the the video at the beginning. Um, and kind of maintain that throughout the episode. She does like emotional on the verge of crying so well without actually crying, and then the crying she does incredibly well. So, um, yeah, I think her. I think she had a really good good episode. Strong. What about you, mate? Well, speaking of crying, I also chose Hilary Burton because she did make me cry. Because in that open, especially that bit when she was like, "You got to look after your father." you know, it's going to be hard without me and all of that stuff. It just obviously instantly makes you think of your own life and if that, da, 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 and it's hard and horrible. So, yeah, I say Hillary. What about your favourite character of the episode? Uh, I picked Chuck. <laughs> okay. Just for his antics. He, it was a pain in the arse, but oh, I thought, screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick him today. <laughs> what about yours? Uh, mine would be Nathan, I think, because he was cool under pressure, um, and, you know, um, gets on well with Bobby and Nino. It was just, like, my most enjoyable part of the episode. What about your favourite background performer? One line or less. I picked, I think, the same guy that you picked, the go-kart guy. Yeah. (laughs) Whose freaking kid is this? (laughs) (laughs) which was great i actually took a couple notes um oh my backup was also going to be mouse camera guy um who was holding the camera did you also notice that um dunkin donuts had a lot of product placement in this episode yeah what the what i know obviously from the um victoria and brooke holding them right at the beginning and stuff like that so yeah it, it had popped up a few times um, my my backup background performer was um, Sam's real mum. Oh yeah, she hasn't had a line yet. She she's in it, and we see the back of her. Um, and that's yeah, she was the backup. Got a nice fence on the waitress's salary. I mean, a nice house. I thought that as well. But she maybe she gets good tips in there. Maybe she owns the diner. Maybe we Maybe. shouldn't be so judgmental, Dom. We don't know what she does with her money. Maybe she plays the stock market. <laughs> Maybe. Or she goes down and throws them on the ponies, you know what I mean? She's <laughs> <laughs> got a couple tips. Well, she's got several lodgers that pay a lot of money, a lot of rent. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll find Savior. out. Saviour's in there. <gasps> I was gonna Savior. say I was gonna make that joke, and I thought that's too far. But what, you made what if it he anyway. pops up again? What if he ruins the wedding? Mm. Oh my god! Okay, I have, I've got. Have a nice night. Yeah. What if he have comes a back nice and ruins wedding. the wedding? Maybe I don't know. Interesting. I don't cool. know. What about your favourite line of the episode? I actually picked a Jamie line because he's the most you know insightful and you know, thoughtful character of the entire show. Um, and he said, your whole life's in that box. I wish I had one. And I thought yeah. it was quite, I, it wasn't like the most poignant and monumental line of the episode, but I thought it was quite a nice sort of touching moment being like, hey, you're lucky to have that. 
And, you know, I wish I had that sort of thing. And this is all the sort of things that Mouth should be saying. But, you know, it's great coming from a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Or Lucas should have said, oh, I'll start one for you. Yeah. You know, or, yeah, let's do that. Well, I liked also Jamie when it's like, I guess you're kind of like my Uncle Keith. And Lucas mm. was like, yeah, that's exactly who I... I want to just take 10 seconds to just say, challenge me on it, anybody out there. Take Lucas out of One Tree Hill, and it is not One Tree Hill. Like, even Ooh. now, even now, if you took him... He still is the heart of the show. You take him out, it's not that take michael out of the office yeah it's still fun it's not the yeah, office though it's is not it? great it's seasons eight and nine of the office are not great but they are great they're still great but just by comparison of the first yeah. f and i watched the episode last night of uh oh god um <laughs> when jan them? gets when jan gets uh gets fired Oh yeah. So because of these, he <laughs> likes them, and Michael's like hiding outside the door. <laughs> so good, so good. Is it um, your sister in Scottsdale? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. So my we said background before. My favorite line was that. My favorite line was well, my mum told me I shouldn't eat dairy, and then just goes back to eating the ice cream. Nice. Favorite song? Uh, the song Mia was singing from the beginning. I wrote it down. Mia Catalano. I've put in life me up. It must be lift me up. It must have been an accident. Yeah. Can't be life me up. Life me hey, up. Hey, <laughs> get my life up. Set my life up. Uh, last but not least is the precious. Precious. Rating. Dom, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I did, yes. And did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? It has stayed the same. And the same questions to you, sir. Same, same, same. Nice. Say them after three. One, two, three, six. Six. Easy money. I knew it was going to be. <laughs> Dom, good to speak to you as always, my man. Lots of exciting things coming on the rise on the horizon. Merch, Patreon tiers, extra content, The Shining, Ravens in Real Life, good shit i love you anything else to say love you too my man thanks so much for this episode it's been good to have us but we'll have a raven on next week so yeah back at it what we did what we're doing for the exit what we're doing with the ravens chant Uh, well whenever i get to choose i like you to do it as your dad if you may (laughs) as long as you know that that's with love you know just it's my favorite and i'd like you to at least say my name a couple of times in it that I was going to start off with Simon <laughs> Simon come on look at this please Simon please bloody bloody come on please Simon you listen can you, can you shout at Steve as well please? Simon bloody Steve over here trying to bloody kick me out of my bloody workshop in here fucking what fucking fuck he is a fuck he's standing right there <laughs> anyway Simon I agree with the Ravens on Okay. Daddy, Simon, Raven. <laughs> One. Yep. Two. In it. Oh, three. yeah. <laughs> Ravens. Ravens. <laughs>